Hey, you're listening to Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Today's topic, Wuhan virus update, May 2020. The subtitle, A Reset of Our Compass Bearing. The compass bearing is the direction you're headed as shown by a compass. The compass bearings of our minds and our world have been captured and commandeered. To commandeer means to take possession or control of something in a little over three months by the invasion of the Wuhan virus. The point of this podcast is to reset the compass bearings of our minds to the truth regarding the Wuhan virus and to establish a go-forward strategy for life with the Wuhan among us. Yes, I said with the Wuhan. The name change from the Wuhan virus to COVID-19 was purported to have been enacted by the WHO in an effort to stem racial discrimination of Chinese people. In fact, the name change diverts attention and blame from the actual culprits who are the cause of this needless death and world economic devastation, the Chinese government. In honor of those who have died and will die across the planet, Due to their terrible deed, we should never relinquish from holding them accountable and punished if, in fact, they are found to be intentional in the worldwide infection with this engineered disease. We now know that the virus did not start in the bat population through gross contamination in the wet animal market in Wuhan, but a level four biological lab in Wuhan. The people of China are sad victims in this sad story, just like the rest of us. The Wuhan virus is now the second SARS virus to join the virus ranks along with the cold viruses, flu viruses, pneumonia viruses, and every other type of existing virus. The virus mayhem started in this nation with a presidential travel ban signed into executive order on February 2nd, 2020. Since that time, loved ones have died and the economy has been decimated to the point that if something is not radically changed, in a very short period of time, and all bans lifted, we as a nation will plunge into further disaster that will create devastation that far exceeds anything we might see from this Wuhan virus. Facts from my direct conversation with someone on the front line of the virus battle in one of the state's hardest hit. Of the people who are admitted to the hospital, the death rate is about 5%. Keep in mind that only those who are at a certain critical point are admitted to the hospital. 95% of those who have died are 70 years of age or older with chronic health problems. If the Wuhan virus takes you physically down to the point where a ventilator is needed, the survival rate is 50-50. Before we go any further, let me break down these facts for you first. The 5% death rate only applies to those hospitalized. The national death rate is much lower when compared to the infection rate. The fact that almost 100% of the cases of hospitalization are on Medicare, the economic impact to the hospitals is devastating. When combined with the cessation of almost all other medical treatments, the hospitals normally perform that provide revenue streams that offset costs. Medicare is a poor payer. Our healthcare system's financial devastation due to that fact has damaging consequences for all of us. 
The overwhelming majority of those who get the Wuhan virus do not die or require hospitalization and do recover from the disease. We believe that the virus is much more contagious than the flu virus, but due to the fact that the entry date into the world and our country keeps getting moved backward in time, and we now know that millions more Americans have already had the virus but did not go to the doctor or require hospitalization, and cause of deaths are being reassigned to the Wuhan virus, we cannot factually make a clear comparative assessment at this point with other types of viruses or diseases. The data pull at this point is contaminated with poor data gathering practices, no uniformity of testing procedures, and no uniformity of reporting procedures. The Wuhan virus is more than a respiratory virus. That is why the ventilation of patients is not resulting in a majority success rate of survival. At its core, the virus is an engineered killer with AIDS-like qualities that wreaks havoc in the human body systemically if the body is already in a compromised immune state. The virus at its worst causes catastrophic physical failure. It attacks the lungs, the heart, the liver, the blood system, everything, but only in the most severe cases which are what is reported in the media. Science has not been able to 100% terminate or prevent infections or deaths from any of the viruses that exist on the planet, and they will not be able to stop or prevent deaths from this virus either. The flu vaccination is only effective in preventing flu in about 50% of those who are exposed and have had the vaccine. So one can see that if even if a vaccine is invented, it will not stop this virus either. The virus is known to be mutating at breakneck speed due to the fact that it is an RNA-based virus which has a high rate of mutation and much less stable than a DNA-based virus like herpes simplex 2. Rapid mutation means less effective rate of prevention through vaccine since you are constantly chasing the actual makeup of the virus. The government practices imposed have not stopped the spread of the virus nor the infections from the virus and cannot be scientifically proven to have resulted in any less deaths than if they had not imposed such devastating drastic measures. The fact that we now know that the virus was among us infecting millions before the government took the first action on February 2nd says just the opposite. And now, because of the government's actions, we not only have the loss of lives from the virus, we also have the loss of over 35 million jobs the loss of half of all small businesses in America, increasing hunger and starvation, and the increasing disruption in the food supply chain that threatens catastrophic failure of the entire infrastructure of the United States and the world. On the surface, this all seems very bleak and almost apocalyptic in nature. To see the leading leading cities of the world, their streets empty and barren is haunting. It's unnatural and it's wrong. To see our local playgrounds for children taped off with yellow crime scene tape is ridiculous, overreaching, overbearing, and it's wrong. The external manifestations of such lack of wisdom is grieving and damaging to the minds and health of all Americans. You can already see that come the new school year, the schools will mandate all children wear masks An alternative split school year will have to be instituted that will extend year-round to accommodate the nonsensical removal of 50% of the school desks to enforce the six-foot social distancing policy 
The spacing of children at the lunch tables with no interaction during eating because they will be unmasked, and the running of half-empty buses to accommodate the hapless, hopeless policy of micro-human control given over to an out-of-control government. Now, that's speculation, but can, you can see that mounting. Folks, you can see that coming. Only in this late technological state, with instant communication and image transmission, coupled with unchallenged totalitarian practice, has this been possible. And under the leadership of those in authority who deny the existence of God, we have been turned over to those who lack wisdom and sound judgment. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 9, verse 10, that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Even the best of intentions born out of of a godless mind still wreaks havoc in human souls. Decisions made apart from the wisdom and knowledge of God still results in less than the best. So the nations not only suffer now from another virus in the infection pool, the world now suffers from economic devastation due to the misguided, mishandled response to the virus. The virus has not brought the world economy to the brink of total collapse. Man has. Just a few months ago, there was tension and turmoil over the possibility that a Marxist just might get the Democratic Party nominee for their presidential candidate, which in the end was found unpalatable even to the Democratic Party. Now, without a constitutional change or vote, we have been given over to totalitarianism. Google defines totalitarianism as a system of government that is centralized and dictatorial and requires complete subservience to the state. The dictators in this case might be the go- in this case might be the governor, the mayor, or as in, we see in Dallas, the city of Dallas, Texas, a judge. It seems not to matter. Somehow the Wuhan was let in, and our constitution left with its arrival. I'm not being cynical or fatalistic, just honest. The truth in this case is painful and hard to swallow, but if we do not face the truth, this situation is only going to get worse on every front. For example, if the people of California do not rise up in protest against the actions of their elected governor, then the people of California will get what they deserve. And innocent kids will be the ones hardest hit and damaged through all of this. Those who disagree will be faced with the choice to move from the state, organize protest, or to sit alone like a sad masked monkey and play the fool. Now, before you go too hard on me because of that last comment, let me remind you that for all the masks, gowns, full face shields, plastic trash bags duct-taped over missing gowns, constant surface disinfection, social distancing, and infectious disease control protocol, the most dangerous place to be is the hospital. With all the precautions taken to not get infected, doctors, nurses, and staff are getting infected and some are dying. The mask is a joke. People who are infected and wear the mask at some point have to move the mask to scratch their face due to the moisture buildup and irritation. Have you ever worn a mask yourself for any length of time? Have you tried to do anything that requires physical physical exertion by wearing an N95 mask? It is irritating. Or they take a drink of water. They have to eat some food. They take a hit on their vape pen or smoke a cigarette. Folks, once they touch their contaminated face, do you really believe that we will have 
a 100% success rate of disinfection to perfection so as to not contaminate the doorknob, toilet handle, rental car steering wheel, the break room cabinet door, or a refrigeration handle. As long as there is one, one person on the planet that has the virus, the entire world is still at risk and exposed. Did it start with just one person? If it really did, it only took a few months to complete its world tour. It's here to stay, and we need to accept it. Think about all the years of living missed in the lives of billions of people who have put their lives on hold in fear of this silent creeper. Yet, in the United States alone, as we began to hunker down, over 500,000 people died in the United States in January and February of 2020. Death is the 900-pound gorilla in the room that everyone wants to ignore. But how did Steve Jobs' fame and fortune help him battle the disease that took his life? How about Paul Allen, co-founder of Microsoft, dead at the age of 65? Could he divert death with all his billions in fame? From the spiritual realm, who is the one who dances a jig and desires for all people to be isolated, distanced, alone, not hugged, not touched, fearful, scared of death, and stripped of living a happy, productive life? The Bible tells us it's the great dragon that will be cast down, the old serpent, he that is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was cast down to earth and his angels were cast down with him. That, the Bible tells us that in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. His name's Lucifer, the liar, and Beelzebub. The word Beelzebub means the Lord of the flies, the Lord of dung, the filth God. Is the devil behind every errant action we see unfolding? No. Man shoulders much of the responsibility for this multifaceted disaster. But I'm sure that the devil is really happy with this outcome. So at the outset of the program, I told you I was going to reset the compass bearings of our minds to the truth regarding the Wuhan virus, but also establish a go-forward strategy for life with the Wuhan virus among us. I have succinctly given you a truthful summary of the Wuhan to date. Now I'll give you the go-forward strategy. Oswald Chambers, in his classic spiritual devotional book, My Utmost for His Highest, gives us the simple yet profound answer in his devotion for April 28th, titled, What You Will Get. You can read the devotion in its entirety by following the link in the show notes. The focus is on Jeremiah 45.5, where God tells Baruch, the scribe of the prophet Jeremiah, he says this, I will give your life to you as a prize in all places, wherever you go. Chambers says, this is the firm and immovable secret of the Lord to those who trust him. I will give your life to you. Chambers says, what more does a man want than his life? It is the essential thing. Isn't it interesting that so many years ago that Chambers says that man's life is the essential thing? It's what man wants? The scripture says, talk about your life as a prize. Chambers says that means that wherever you go, even if it is into hell, you will come out with your life and nothing can harm it. 
So many of us are caught up in exhibiting things for others to see, not showing off property and possessions, but our blessings. Blessings. And Chambers says, all of these things that we are so proudly show have to go. But he says, there is something greater that can never go. The life that is hidden with Christ in God. According to Colossians 3, verse 3. Chambers says, are you prepared to let God take you into total oneness with himself, paying no more attention to what you call the great things of life? He asks, are you prepared to surrender totally and let go? He goes on to say, the reason people are tired of life is that God has not given them anything. They have not been given their life as a prize. So folks, the essential thing every person wants is life. The only person that can give each of us life that is impervious to death, that does wait for all of us, and the eternal punishment to follow is God through the resurrection life of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We all have inherited at birth a contamination to our human souls called sin. By sin, I mean that bent which exists in every one of us to break God's laws and miss the mark of perfection he requires if you are to make it into his heaven. The Bible is clear that the payment you receive for your sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My friend, if you want to have the compass bearing of your life reset to peace that passes understanding in the midst of this great agitation, you got to talk to Jesus. When you have abandoned yourself to Jesus, he gives you your life back your greatest and essential need. Until next time, my friend, I bid you peace.